Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me from another state is my co-host, Guest 9B. Hi, Guest 9B. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How you doing, man? <laughs> uh, very good. I, for those of you that don't know the joke, and I, we can't remember if we said this on air last week or not, but every time you join cast, if you don't put a name in, it randomly assigns you the word guest, and then, you know, the le- a letter and a number. So Ethan, and I think, this week, I think 9B might be my best one yet. Nine, yeah, you got a nine, which is good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, if you were forming like a poker hand, you've probably got about as high as you can go. There you go. There you go. I mean, I guess 9Z would probably yeah, be about as high right. as you can next go. Next week, I'm shooting for 9Z next week. 9Z, guess 9Z. <laughs> or you're going to get like, guess like 04, which right, would right. be really bad. <laughs> but now so, I can never change it. Now I can never actually put my name in there because it's tradition now. It's now it's now a thing, right? It's a thing now. That's right. Now it's a thing. So speaking of things, <laughs> that's a terrible segue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We actually have a guest this week, and this guest, now, I always try to give a little bit of an introduction, because I like to prep everyone for the guest that we're about to have, but I really don't know how much of an introduction I need to give this guy, (laughs) Um, because if you know my work, there's a pretty good chance you know his work, because we're pretty much joined at the hip, except for his choice of college football teams. (laughs) Um, My good friend and longtime friend, Aunt Pruitt, how you doing, bud? Man, I am unbelievable. What about you? Unbelievable? What? No? Come on. Come on. Do the line. Do the line. Do the line. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable as always. There it is. is. Now it's official. He's officially on the podcast. (laughs) I got to say, I'm excited because I think every episode I've been on since I started, we've, we've either known each other and known the same person or, you know, we've, we've pretty much known or, or I've introduced you to them, so I've known them and you hadn't. But this is the first time I think you've introduced me to someone, um, and so I'm super excited to get to know. Oh, get to man. Know him. Oh, man. Bless your heart. I don't know about all that, Ethan. <laughs> he, no, he I'm went excited. Back. He what? went back. He was good. He did his, he did oh, his yeah. co-host research. He went back and started watching your back catalog. Absolutely. Oh, man. Thank and you for I that. But very I feel impressed. for you. Yeah, very <laughs> <impressed>. <laughs> so The one thing, so Ant, Ant is... One of those people who, I, 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 the only way I can describe you is as a creative, but not a creative who's unto yourself. You're a creative who likes, you just get off on teaching people. Mm. You are a spread the wealth guy of the highest order. And it's amazing going back and I can go back to your earliest videos and even your earliest videos are you teaching something. Like you're giving yeah. people tips, you're showing people how to do stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's such a good thing to see. We had we talked a couple of episodes back about the importance of not just having skills but teaching skills. Right. And you really do take that to heart. You are not just you don't just hoard your skills and not show them to anybody. So before we get too far into your bio and what you do and everything, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by that because usually people don't find that love as quickly as you did in their content creation. What is that what got you started? Were you, did you always just know that if I'm going to make content, it's going to be somewhat educational and I'm going to teach people how to do this oh, stuff? Oh, no. That, it was totally <laughs> the opposite. Totally the opposite. Because Didn't plan that at you, all, by the way. You know, first and foremost, I'm an introvert. So I, I just do my Here own we shit. Here we go. Do my own <laughs> shit and just go on about my business. And mm-hmm. years ago, I would start started shooting photos and share them here and there. And people was like, well, wow, how'd you do that? And I'd write back and then 
it was just too long. So I, so I said, I do a little video or something. And then when I started doing video work and people was like, oh, wow, how'd you do that? And I'm like, did y'all yeah. not just Google it? You know, <laughs> you know, I did serious. I was right, like, no, I, right. I just, I just looked it up and did it, you know, and it just kept coming. And it was a small scale by, you know, most people's stretch of the imagination, but I figured I might as well just sort of capitalize on it and just start doing it and sharing stuff because I learned from, um, I learned from from watching stuff online and felt like I might as well share the wealth, you know, just yeah. pay So when, when about did you get started? Would you say you actually got started? It's been, I wanted to say it's been serious about eight years. Wow. Serious. That's a long time for this space, I feel like. You know, and it's slow and steady is the pace, if you will. And, um, you know, like I said a second ago, I'm, I'm not necessarily big far as the audience or anything like that. Um, but I did try to make sure I was in, engaging at the very right. least, you know, so at least one person would get something out of it and come back. Well, um, we've talked about that a lot, Benson, about numbers are one thing, but engagement is what it's Engagement really is the only number that actually matters. And that's the only mm-hmm. thing I really care about, right? I mean, it, who cares about the numbers? It's it's about actually, interga- uh, you know, talking to people and engaging with people and, and giving back. So, and, yeah. And I, and I love that, to, you know, to the nth degree, but it pisses me off because yeah, I no. have lost <laughs> I have lost a job or two because I, quote unquote, didn't have enough subscribers and yeah. have enough followers. And I'm like, I could clearly do this job. But right. You're we don't that, you know, <laughs> we don't get anything because we're not big enough. And I, I always think like, yeah. OK, I'm going to remember you people. <laughs> right. Right. Because at some point, at some point, this is going to take off. I, I am. This is, you know, I've been and, you know, I've been doing podcasts for 12 yeah. years, 13 yeah, this years. Is second nature for you. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like I'm like, OK, this is the first one I feel like I've done where I'm like, I know that this podcast is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know it. I know it in my something heart. There. Yeah. yeah, there's some, there is absolutely something here. And there's something that people crave. And the engagement that we get back kind of says that, hey, you're doing something right. Just keep doing it. Yep. And I know that the people that have rejected me or like, hey, you want to, you know, maybe you throw a sponsorship our way or whatever. I know who they are. And yeah. I know that I'm not mm-hmm. going to go back to them when we're big enough because screw you. Yeah. You know, you you don't want to give me a shot on the way up, then you don't get right. to talk to me when uh, we're already up. That's right. right. That's, that's it. Right. That's it. And that's yep. those. That's the people I'll deal with, and, and that's or, it. Or I'm charging you a luxury tax. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. A you screwed up tax. Yeah. You, know, you I, missed I, your you missed your chance to get in early. Right? I've had I've had similar conversations, not necessarily with sponsors, but with with customers, you mm-hmm. know, because I I sell prints and. If I'm not selling a print, I'm doing, you know, some portrait shots or, or whatever, whatever, whatever the project calls for. I was out there to do it. And when word started getting around locally, which was the hardest thing was getting local word to spread. Um, those people started coming back and saying, wow, this was really good. And this is awesome. And I was like, you know what? But you were the same person that tried to talk me out of my rate. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, I would tell them straight up because they would email me and DM me and text me or what have you. And I wouldn't reply. And they kept going and kept going. And I just said, OK, let me see how long or how <laughs> often they'll continue to reach out. And I know this is a total jerk move, but I had to prove a point. Because, I would do it. <laughs> because, well, because creators are, are shitted on way too much. Yes. Um, 
people will go out and and buy the latest set of headphones and the latest set of um, Jordans or whatever, as if any of those people need any money. Right. Um, but they'll look at you and be like, well, we, we, we hope you get there. Good luck. But we're not going <laughs> to charge. We're not going to pay for that. You know, or or even it. or even worse, they'll come at you with like, hey, this is a great opportunity for you to get some exposure. Exposure. Right. Boy, exposure. Kiss my Kiss my buttocks. No, I don't want exposure. I'm at a point in my life where I want money. Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong. There are times, and I believe you've mentioned this before on on the show, both of you have. um, There are times when you do some free stuff. Of course. course. And and that's worked out for me. And I've been pretty adamant about when I pick and choose to give back, if you will. But outside Mm -hmm. of that, I've learned to try to value my time because I'm worth it. Well, it's part of yourself. It's got to be part of your, you know, and you know, I did, I said this a couple of episodes ago, but it's got to be part of your business model to allow for the giveaway of some free stuff, because Mm -hmm. your stuff is promotional for your work. That doesn't mean you give away the farm. It means that maybe you give away a cow every once in a while. Right. You know, and like I have a couple of friends who have paid me quite a bit to do quite a bit of stuff for them, as far as jewelry goes. And then I have friends, those same friends, where I have seeded pieces that I would like to get some exposure with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they know, you know, I mean, it's a generous gift either way, right? But right. they understand and they, there's an inherent like, oh, all right, let me take a picture of this and talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. and talk about how nice it is. And that to me, like the one thing I hate, and I've had this conversation with friends in the past, it's like, if I give you something free... And you don't post it on your social. Yeah. I don't like you very much yeah, anymore. Right. Yeah, that's if cold. I if you're a customer, I can almost forgive it because you paid. But right. I would still like I'm small enough it where take I much. yeah like right. you know you posted your lunch five days in a row. <laughs> you you know you can turn that camera on the thing I made you. It right. wouldn't kill you it's around your neck right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, Literally, you just have to push the button to t- turn the camera around on your phone so it focuses on you. And hit yeah. record, right? Yeah. I made something for a friend. I made something for a friend of mine, and I was very excited about it. And it took a really long time to get it to them for whatever reason. And finally, when they got it, they were so excited. They're like, "This is beautiful." I'm gonna tell all my friends, and I'm like, "Yeah, cool, awesome, great." And I'm like, "Okay, how are you telling your friends? Because like, you haven't told anyone." about this right. at all right and Some i was like <laughs> and when i told a mutual friend she goes well does she know she's supposed to i mean she's just a customer and i'm like you don't understand that's that's, that's everything right like and if you don't you're not in this space i mean you don't you don't understand it's like well if i go to if i go to walgreens and i buy some vitamin b i don't take a picture and post it and say look i bought vitamin b well yeah that's true but when you go to I don't care what it is, if it's Foot Locker or um, Nordstrom's or whatever it is, when you go to those stores and buy something, they give you a bag with really big prints. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good point. In yeah. the bag. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. You know, not just to say you purchased it, but to say you purchased it at that particular venue. So what's the difference in spreading the wealth and, you know, and telling everybody about your, your purchases with Handmade by Vinny? You know, it's right. the same thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't think that that culture. Uh, so I think that part of it, and 
maybe maybe we're just hashing this out and figuring it out, but I think part of it is there's a certain amount of clout when you take a picture of your Nordstrom bag, mm-hmm. whereas when you take your handmade by Vincent Ferrari cutting board, take a picture of that, it's like, oh, that's a nice cutting board. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> See, I put more clout in that, personally. But that's You and I do because right, we make we this t- stuff. Exactly. Right, you know, and if... If somebody hangs your picture in a really cool spot in their living room mm-hmm. and takes a picture of it, that means a lot more to you right than, than, you know, their really nice uh, pour-over coffee maker that yep. they may use. Damn right it right. You Damn know, right not that does. we know anyone that uses one of those that takes 25 <laughs> minutes to make a cup of coffee. It does no, not we don't. take 25 minutes. <laughs> it takes two and a half. And I have so many running jokes that That's this so podcast funny. could literally just be one and a half hours of running <laughs> jokes. It's just like the the other two and a half minutes, and it's the best cup of coffee you will have. Guaranteed. I've been thinking about making a making one actually mm-hmm. a, a pour over something. That's not a bad idea. I mean, Keith Decent, former guest of this podcast, made a really cool one. Him yeah. and um, him and Danny made oh, a really? really really cool one a couple of years back. So. That might not be a bad idea, dude. It's only only if I and it's it's one of those uh, back burner ideas that I haven't quite got the right design or right inspiration yet. But it's it's there and and it's just hmm. waiting for that right idea. And if I come up with it, I think I'm gonna do it. But I'm I'm a French press guy. I'm a French yeah, press I like guy. French press too, but that yeah. still takes three minutes. No, it takes a lot freaking long. I mean, that's the one thing I that's joke a, about. That's a Sunday or a Saturday. Yeah, that, that is. It's a. It's funny you say that because that is exactly what it is. It's a Saturday and Sunday coffee. That's. Yeah. I make the coffee Saturday and Sunday for both of us. Just gotta let it steep. Yep, it's got. So you stir it for a minute. You steep it for. You steep it for ten. You press it. You get it the hell out of the grounds. Mm-hmm. As long as you do that, you get a good mm-hmm. cup of coffee. So there you go. There's your how to use a French press so don't give me any more tutorial. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I'm giving you crap for how long it takes to make your coffee. Yeah, it right. takes 20 minutes. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? What is your what is your coffee of choice, Ant? Well, they are going to be part of my uh, thing of the week. If you don't, oh. I I am so psychic. I am so beyond psychic. Do you want to hold? Do you want to hold off on it? Then we'll do it with I your thing of the week. I will hold off on that because okay. it, it really means a lot. So I'll hold off on that. Ooh, like it. Ooh, I like it. Wow, a little mystery at 14 minutes into the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is good. Just keep so listening. Why don't we? Since we now that we've gotten the um, initial banter and the giggles out of the way, why don't you um, give us a little bit of a background? How you got started? And mm-hmm. kind of what your channel's about, and your major, major accomplishment that, to a degree, everyone that podcasts can relate to and is probably a little bit jealous of. So, go ahead, man. Weave a tail. It's all yours. I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. Um, in short, uh, I started shooting photographs, um, I don't know, at least 10 years ago. And then I got a Droid X smartphone. Y'all remember those? Oh yeah, that that I I was selling them. So yeah, that, oh yeah, that totally. phone really did open my eyes to photography. I, I was working in IT, and I was taking my quote unquote smoke break one day, which I don't smoke. I just you know, <laughs> you know, if, they, if they can just get up and go out at random, I can too. So I went out and just took a little smoke break, walking around the um, the lake, and had that Droid X phone, and I, and it just looked pretty outside. So I took a shot, and it just I was like, well, damn, that looks good. Let me see if I can do another <laughs> one. And and I took another one, and it looked good, and changed angles, and it's like, wow, I'm just I'm gonna start doing this more often. And I pretty much did. I just would shoot something, uh, you know, 
probably not every day, but it was pretty close, you know, at least every other day back then. And would pull it into the phone and it just used the little sock editor and all of that because I knew nothing about Photoshop and Lightroom. I didn't know none of that stuff. It was way over. You didn't. My head. Didn't no. <laughs> I, I love I love by the way that there was a point in your life where you didn't know all the stuff you know now and it's just it's just proof that you can learn anything yeah, you from just, zero you just take the time and that was pretty much all I did I started poking around with stuff and looking up videos reading a few articles here and there and then um, the world of Google Plus came around and <laughs> I said, well, how- you know, I'll play around with Google Plus. And someone was saying I should do a community on their smartphone photographers community because I, I, I was more enthralled with the fact that I could take photos with my phone more so than the um, point and shoot camera I had. I had a Sony CyberShot. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I, I think had, had one of those and I, I hardly used it. It was fine, but I'd rather <laughs> use the phone. And wow. so I started that community and it grew to a couple hundred members and I, I tried to just own it and make it a place where we could all learn from one another. And because I learned a lot from people in there, there was a couple of full time pros in there and they taught me this or that as far as technique goes and different um, styles out there. Like I didn't know anything about high key lighting and, and <laughs> stuff like that. And it blew my mind that, that there was so much more to just walking out there, pointing the, the camera and shooting. And um, I said, OK, well, I'll just keep riding with this thing. And I did. But also at the same time, I got more serious about my writing. I had a little blog and the blog was absolutely horrible. It was pretty much just a stream of my consciousness. You know, whatever was on my brain, I put it out there. I just wrote because I just liked the exercise of writing Mm -hmm. and with all of the tech sites that were out there i would go into the tech sites that i enjoyed reading and if it prompted me i would usually comment and so i started commenting on things just because i was engaged and one site that i still have no idea how i found it um, i commented on it and the people reached out and said well you should write for us and I was like, do what? <laughs> that, sh- that does happen, apparently. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay. So I thought they were bullshitting me, but they wasn't. And it was it was uh, Gina Smith and John C. Dvorak. They had started a, l- a little website called A New Domain, and they wanted to base it on consumer technology and everything else trending, if you will, which was a bad idea. But, you know, that's hindsight 2020. <laughs> it's a so, tech business. They're allowed to have bad ideas. Right, right. Exactly. And so <laughs> I jumped on and just went, you know, I put all of my energy into it outside of, you know, paying my bills, working IT and stuff and just kept trying to work at it and get better at it. And she was like, you know what, you, you're shooting all of these photos. We need to work your photo work into this, this site, too. And so we did. And what that ended up doing was just. You know, that was how my brand was starting to grow. My name stood out more because I'm writing and I'm also doing um, photography stuff. And it just just kept growing a little bit at a time every year and going to CES and stuff like that. And just, uh, whew, man, I think about it. It's it's uh, crazy. I- it's been even crazier watching it from the outside, watching <laughs> you just kind of, you know, it's it's it's. 
I'm one of those guys that I don't, I'm, and you know, anyone that knows me knows I am just as happy when people around me succeed as when I succeed. Right, right. And I have just watched you just go from just a guy on the internet yeah. to like finding your way into all these sites. I remember, I remember a new domain. Yeah. I, and you know, the site that you are on, were on yeah. before you were at your current gig. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to step on your story, but it's just amazing. Just <laughs> watching the progression of just this dude I knew on the internet, who yeah. we just became friends, which we're like the most unlikely friends you could probably yeah, imagine. Still can't figure out how the hell you and I got so tight. <laughs> I, man. I don't. I don't even know. Like, dude, sometimes, sometimes you say stuff, and I just go. How the hell are we friends? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's no way we should be yeah. friends. Like, we should hate each other exactly. by rights. And we don't, which is, <laughs> it's just proof that, like, you can like people mm-hmm. and almost never agree with them. Mm-hmm. And then you find the thing that you have in common. Yeah. Right. And that just grabs you together. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't, we don't talk politics on this show, but Ant and right. I are just not the same politics nope. at all. all. Right. All. We don't. Uh, we love the but we love the same sports, kind of yeah. to different degrees. But we both love college football. Yep. He's a sh- crappy Clemson fan, and I like the crappy. Crimson Did Tide. Did you just say crappy? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they Show were good. No. <laughs> they were good up until they lost their number one. By the way, this <laughs> is our relationship. This is this is our relationship. The other day, into, uh... the other day, they um, they squeaked a, his boy squeaked out a win. And all I did was send him a message go, your boys just lost number one, didn't they? He's like, oh, you know, it's not over yet. I'm like, no, you know they lost number one, right? And then the next day is like, Crimson Tide was number one. I'm like, there you go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we love when the national championship comes around because it's always me and him. That's right. Right. So like back and forth, like talking crap, right. talking crap, talking crap, talking <laughs> crap. That's right. But don't, don't, don't leave this out now, Vinny. What, what else did I say about not being number one? Uh, no, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, don't make yeah, me go back yeah, into yeah, the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Don't you forget now. What I said was, <laughs> if you look at the last four national championship games yeah. and the national champion was not ranked number one. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. We were not number one the last time we won. So when you beat us, you were not number one. What that's true. And you beat us and you weren't number one. one. Yeah, you're right. Good point. So Good point. Yeah, you know this, by the way, this number is... Number one ranking. Have at it. <laughs> well, it's the craziest thing. And, and, you know, if you don't follow college football, this conversation probably makes no sense to you. But for the last... How long has it been? Like the last five or six years? It's at least six. Yeah, it's been Alabama... Clemson, mm-hmm. Alabama, Clemson, mm-hmm. Alabama, Clemson, and every season. <laughs> and it's like, it's just this constant thing with us. And I enjoy, I love college football. I've loved college football since I was young. Yep. And I love it more because now I have someone to crap talk with. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Bring it. And not just crap talk, but crap talk my rival. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, it's great. It's beautiful. It's the you know, beauty I, of this game. <laughs> I go out running. I go out running on weekends when they're playing. I'm wearing my Crimson Tide T-shirt and my, you know, I'm ready wow. to run with my Roll Tide wow. shirt. And oh, it's great. You wow. know. And see, that's the yeah. difference between you and <laughs> I. When be. Saturday rolls around and it's football season, I don't move. If I'm not in the stadium, <laughs> for real. If I'm not in the stadium, I am on my couch watching the games from. Oh no, I'm watching the game, right but I'm if I'm running before it, I'm in uniform. <laughs> 
Alabama. Somebody somebody gave me crap once. They're like, how are you a Crimson Tide fan? You have no connection to Alabama. I'm like, wait, no, that's oh, not true. Geez. I have family in Alabama, but, you know, let's pretend that that's not the case. You adopt, sometimes you just adopt, adopt a team. team. Absolutely. You know, when I was, when I was a kid. Me. See, see Cri- that, that reminds me. I, I was in San Francisco earlier today on a mission, if you will. Okay. And. You know me. Most of the time, I have on orange. It's just, it is <laughs> most of the is. time. <laughs> when do you, you know when you don't have orange on is when you take a shower. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and so I'm out there, and this this older guy is walking his dogs down the street, and he approaches me, and he says, "Did you go to Clemson?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and then he says, "Well, where is it?" And I looked at him, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Well, why do you care?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, why do you care? He says, because people are always wearing these shirts and don't even know what they're about. And I said, well, I'll go ahead and let you know. I'm from there. So, of course, I know where it is. And Oh, yeah. And he walked off really quickly after my voice <laughs> I got apparently, a bit louder. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, my look, I can, I've told people this story, but for me, it's very simple. When I was growing up, college football was on every Saturday yep. on CBS. Yep. And, you know, and when college football was on in New York – there were no good New York college football teams. Right. CBS was playing the SEC. Yeah. And if you watched SEC football, yep. you watched Alabama. Alabama, mm-hmm. pretty much That was it. <laughs> yeah. You basically could turn it on on Saturday and you'll watch three SEC games. At least one of them is Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just kind of get an affinity for the team. And, you know, as you get older, you start to appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, the mechanics of the team. And you start realizing you have one of the greatest college coaches in history on yep. It all starts to come together, and it's like, okay, it makes sense that I like this team. They were the team that was around when I grew up, and they're the team I kind of gravitated toward. Yep. Same with well, it, Notre Dame is another one, right? NBC yep. would play Notre Dame yeah, every, like every freaking and they still do. every, and they still do it, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's that's you know they have they don't just have it with the league; they have it with one team, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So. They're my adopted team. I'm sorry if they're good. I'm, I'm. I guess you're only supposed to adopt a team if they're utter garbage, and like so you don't have to feel guilty about it. But I mean, no, as long as you've been there for a long time. Yeah, dude. Whatever. There was some lean years. I mean, we oh, were I terrible. <laughs> we were, we were god awful. And I only know this because my dad used to bet on college football. It's like you never bet on Alabama. Never. I totally remember that. But we also had the same on my side. You know, I, sure. I remember a lot of three and eight seasons. I remember a lot of mornings waking up and going to tailgate all day long and have a night game and get destroyed by twenty. You know, I, mm-hmm. it's just, it is well, what I think it's funny. If if you don't if you haven't experienced college football, you really don't get it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, so I I grew up in uh, Rochester, New York, so I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Bills, nice. Yeah, hey, we're doing, well, it, doing Look at much. you. Yeah, <laughs> I never I never had any college team. I and I went to University of New Hampshire, and actually they've gotten okay in their division yeah. now. But you know, not, that's not college football. Let's be honest, right? Um, but then I spent a year in Georgia mm. um, and went to a couple Georgia games. And same, exactly like you said, so I, I met some guys, and uh, they were lifers. You know, their family went there and everything like that, so they had the dedicated, mm-hmm. inherited uh, tailgating parking spot. Like, mm-hmm. each everybody has a designated spot. <laughs> and, and the same group of people every weekend show up, and it's just a party, and you get there, and it's an all-day event, like all you said. freaking day. And you dress up, right. I mean, I remember I dressed, I mean, I, uh, they, were, they were just kind of, you know, polo shirt and whatever, but they you still had to dress in the colors and everything. And I just remember being like, 
I did not understand college football until that moment. <laughs> and then, that moment, I was like, all right, I understand. I get it. I get it. You know? It, it, just awesome. kinda, it starts to make sense. It does. It, does. it starts it's to awesome. make sense. It's like, it's like so, you know, I'm, I'm obviously the other sport that is probably my bigger passion is soccer. Because yep. it no goes on all year that. round. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because my first match... My nephew and I went, and it was great. And I realized, like, oh, I am inappropriately dressed for this. <laughs> like, it was, it was. I didn't have a scarf. Everyone in the right, stadium right. had a scarf, yeah. and it was like the middle of spring. It was like eighty degrees in New York in the humidity, and twenty-seven thousand people are walking into Yankee Stadium wearing a scarf. Oh and I just gosh. didn't understand scarf culture. I do now. <laughs> I, I got my education very quickly. <laughs> Came home that day with a scarf, too, I'll tell you. It's like, you better have a scarf. When they're coming out of the tunnel of honor at the beginning, if you aren't yeah. waving your scarf, yeah. like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally you know, dig it. Totally dig it's, it. Sports are like a whole culture unto themselves, and it's just, they are one of those things, though, that, you know, it's so much fun talking crap with your friends. And right. I, That's like the I, best part, right? I really feel bad for people that, aren't into any sports mm-hmm. not because they're missing out some great cultural experience but because that camaraderie even mm-hmm. with the people mm-hmm. whose team you don't like right it's amazing it's amazing aunt and i have had epic shit talking sessions yep. and it's just i love <laughs> it you know it for anything else <laughs> no it's like and, and then so it's funny because me and him are there and then i have my friend adrian who's a massive oklahoma sooners fan oh, bless it. and it's just it's just college football season is just my whole feed is three teams and it's the greatest thing in the oh, world i absolutely it. love it that's mm-hmm. awesome so your passion goes from starts to go from a hobby and starts becoming more mm-hmm. and more of a wow, I can make some money doing this. Yeah, it, it's 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 really crazy when I when I sort of figured that out. Um I just I, how do I put this? When I first start, started to see the signs, I said, "Okay, let me just try to go whole whole hog with it." You know, so mm-hmm. When I thought about going whole hog, I remembered, oh crap, you got to pay bills. <laughs> they're paying you. They're gonna pay oh, you. Yeah. you know, they're going to pay you, but they're not going to pay you enough. So I had to right. think about it and figure out, well, what can I do to try to keep my foot in the door? And I figured out that, you know what, it's a good thing you don't sleep because it gives you more time. <laughs> and, and it's the, yeah, it's, I can vouch for that. He does not sleep. It's the oh, I truth. wish. You know, yeah. I, I was awesome. for most of my life, I would average about four hours of, of sleep per night. That's amazing. And it's not healthy at all, but I feel <laughs> fine. You know? Right. So I just sort of rolled with it and used those extra hours to to you know work on a photo or work on an article and research and work on a video and testing out. Um, you know, the settings of this and that and, and just it, it just worked if I did it that way. And granted, my family, um, there were times where I sacrificed time with them, but I had to let them know, look, I, I, I believe in this and I got a hunch this is this is really going to take off for me. So just just bear with me. And, yeah, you're doing it for a reason. You're not just doing right. it. to. You know, and right. I told him, I said, when I win, we all win. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's just let's just go for it. And I can remember when I was finishing school. um, This was all about the same time. 
<clears throat> pardon me. I was finishing school and, and writing papers and stuff. And my youngest boy at the time, um, you know, he was just a couple months old, but I would be at the computer with him in my arms, mm-hmm. writing, trying to write with, you know, trying to write with one hand. And because I was thinking, all right, this, I got to get this time in some kind of way, but I also want to try to get this craft. And so I would write papers. And then when I did finish school, I didn't quit. You know, he would still sit at the computer with me as I try to figure out a blog post or something like that. And just and I just kept going at it. And yeah, the missus and I, we had our issues here and there. But, you know, when paychecks would show up in the mail at random, it was like it's funny how that makes it better. Right? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you, you were serious about this or better yet. Yeah. I end up going to Vegas for CES for the first time. And she's like, you're going where? And I said, Vegas. <laughs> and she's like, well, how are you paying for it? I said, I'm not. And it just it just kept spawning from there. And I just kept continuing to try to go whole hog and brand myself and put my stuff out there and from a social media standpoint. And it just kept it just kept growing a little bit at a time each and every year. And for the people that want to poo-poo on LinkedIn, boo-hoo on you. Because LinkedIn got me the last three employment opportunities that I have. Really? Yes. Hmm. Um, and, hmm. and all it was was just putting my stuff out there and making connections with people and just engaging. And someone would refer you or your your content would pop up in their feed because of the algorithm and like when i started writing with tech republic i can't even remember how many years ago it was but when i started it seems writing like forever them, ago that was how tech republic got a hold of me it was because they saw me on linkedin and huh. i remember i remember the freaking phone call to this day i was in chateau ghetto my old apartment <laughs> <laughs> And he, he said he was going to call me. And when he called me, I, I didn't think it was real because it was Mr. Jason Heiner, somebody that I have read his work a gazillion times. I've watched him on podcasts a gazillion times. And hearing him on the other end of the phone, it just really blew my mind. And I told him, I was like, I don't know if this is you or not, you know. And he laughed, and I was like, no, man, let me know. This is really you. <laughs> I'm not being punked right now, am I? And, and, you know, he was like, no, it's me because I've seen you do this. I've seen you do that, yada, yada, yada. And we worked out a deal for for me freelancing for him. I wasn't going to be a full-time W-2 employee, but they were more than happy to work with me as freelance and allow me to do what I needed to do from an IT standpoint. And, you know, it started out, hey, just contribute once a week. Just send me something once a week and we'll get you paid. And I said, okay. And it started out with, you know, and then it started out with um, IT related stuff, enterprise IT stuff, because Tech Republic historically was dealing more with IT people, IT readers. And he's like, well, you've worked in the IT field. So can you share some stuff that, you know, and I was like, yeah, sure. I don't mind. And eventually it got to the point where I was sort of tired of writing about it. And I told him, I was like, I'm a little tired of writing about SQL and (laughs) DB six. And, you know, I'm just a little tired of it. And he says, well, you can shoot. Why don't you write about the photography? I said, that's what I was hoping you would say. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Jesus, It's just 
everything yeah. just—I mean, you worked hard, but things just fall into your lap, man. And, it's amazing. And and that's the thing, Vinny. I, I've I've had this discussion with my family, my boys in particular. I told them I, I look back at a lot of things that I've been able to to do and or achieve. Most of it, it just sort of popped up in my face and or fell into my lap and. It's because I had a body of work. I had put time. Right. In. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You you put the work in from what I've seen and what I understand. You put the work in, yeah. and and when those opportunities come, you jump on them. Right. I mean, that's you don't you don't second guess yourself or anything like that. You, nope. you take take those opportunities and run with them. And I think that goes to show what what you've been able to do. You know, it's if you have the body if you do have the body of work, mm-hmm. then your success isn't falling in your lap. Mm-hmm. Right. You've built the foundation for the success to happen. You know, it's like the old saying: "The harder I work, the luckier I get." You know, right. you're mm, actually right. Maybe, you're actually yeah. not yeah, you're not <laughs> actually getting lucky. You're just your body of work is starting to pay off. <laughs> you know, and that that's kind of what it is. You you are a perfect example of that. Man, so it's it's, sure. it's it's still crazy though when I look at it because I know where I've come from, and mm-hmm. I know I know the lack of support that I had. <laughs> from a community standpoint well and because what you wanted to do was crazy right exactly so let, you know? let's think about it. you know to the average person to the average person what you wanted to do that you wanted to basically be mm-hmm. a tech writer and a tech publisher mm-hmm. and that's just who does that right. you know that's what other that's something other, other people, people do. Yeah, that's right. right that's right you know and you know I, I i've to an extent when i started doing what i do you know, not so much the day job, because the day job is a day job, right? But when I started my business, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, you can make money doing that? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm never going to make money if I don't try. Exactly. You know, and now it's like, oh, wow, you're you're legit. Like, this is really happening for you. And I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. starting to. Well, well, the ball's rolling. The thing you know? that got me was, you know, I had a wife and, and at the time it was three boys. It's two now because the third one is off at the U.S. Army, so... He's none of my none of my cares now, <laughs> but it was you know having that family and I was the yeah. breadwinner and you know it's a lot of pressure on that and from a logical standpoint I shouldn't have done what I was doing, but mm. I figured it was okay to do it as long as I continued to to work my full time IT work. And, right, and as long as you're doing in. everything else that you, as long as you're covering not quote unquote covering the bills. Yeah. But that that I mean that in a bigger sense. That's all it, it was. Yeah, it gives you the. I needed the, to make sure I could still provide. And what happened yeah. was, um, my full time job was my my bill money, if you will, and then all of my freelance stuff that was my beer money is what I would right. tell people. <laughs> Ethan, can you relate to this? Because yeah. I sure can. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but you know, what's just some good good fortune and luck you know the, the next couple of years that beer money started to turn into beer and steak money you know it mm. kept growing you and know. you love you a good steak yeah buddy <laughs> and, and you know how i love me some scotch whiskey too so, mm-hmm. so it just i i know a guy i know a guy who when he wanted to make you a gift made you some glasses so yeah i know that guy we're going to take a little bit of a break for a minute uh-huh. and uh pay some bills here and yep. then we'll come back and we'll good continue segue. the conversation <laughs> Let's see, we were at the point where you had really just started pushing for more full-time freelance type stuff. Yep, you know, and Tech and... Republic was giving me that opportunity. Um, you know, like I said, it started out was, you know, give us one thing a week, just just that. 
to test the waters, if you will. That was his quote, actually. We'll test the waters with one hmm. thing a week. And then it progressed into that one thing a week being something more along the lines of my interest, which was creative, creative arts, photography, video, so forth. When, when you took the one a week gig, were you, were you expecting that to, were you expecting that to blow up or were you just like, I'm just going to take the gig and see what happens? Like, were you in the back of your mm -hmm. mind, were you like, please right. let this question. turn into something bigger? Um, it wasn't an expectation. It was one of those things that I, I hate saying it like this because I sound like a jackass. <laughs> but I knew it. You know, I knew this was the path to take Damn. to get to where I wanted to be. So Good I just I just saw it as to take a, a page out of your favorite coach's book, trust the process. <laughs> yep, trust right. the process. You know, just trust, trust, the, trust process. the process. And I said, This is part of the process. Do your one a week. And when you're when you're ready to do more than one a week, that opportunity will present itself. And it did. It did. And and it did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of this is you know I, I don't want to accelerate the story too mm -hmm. much but I'm like itching to just yeah well and and so with that I, I got more recognition my social media account started growing and next thing you know I had the twit network reaching out and, and was like hey we saw that you wrote about this would you like to be be on our show and do a quick segment on tech news today and I was like wait what what <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> this doesn't happen. You know, and I, I was like, no, there's no way. And um, I, someone's pranking me. I, right? I, I emailed her back. I emailed her back because it was Megan Maroney, and um, she's like, yeah, I'm serious. We we've seen you on here. We have Jason Heiner on the time. We trust the Tech the Public brand and CNET brand. Yada yada yada. So yeah, let's do it. And it just, whew, man, it really, 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 really blew my mind. And um. It went well, and a couple months later, I was asked if I'd like to be on their Android show, the All About Android, because they knew I was an Android fan, and they knew I liked to take photos with my phone. And I was, okay, sure, I'll just ride this out, too. <laughs> I guess, you yeah. Know? I mean, <laughs> and I just kept taking opportunities. And then when I finally got the chance to be on the flagship show, the show that's on Sundays, um, it was really, really... It was special for a couple of things because um, I've been watching the Twit Network for at least a decade as a fan. And being on that and talking to Mr. Report, it just it just blew my mind. But we were also celebrating the life and passing of Dr. Jerry Purnell on the same day. And Dr. Purnell, for people that don't know, he is a famous science fiction writer. He also was one of the investors in a new domain that got me started way back when, when I was making those comments on that random website. And they said, huh, you should write for us. Hmm. And it just. It, I didn't know that about that's, him. That's yeah. an interesting fact. I knew he was, you know, I know he was one of the regulars on Twit. I knew he was good friends with Leo and John mm -hmm. C. Dvorak. I had no idea that he was one of the initial investors. He was one of the initial investors. And I can remember getting emails in my inbox with this name that he's emailing the group about this or that and just <laughs> it, it, it was crazy and then for me to reach that show because i'd always wanted to be on that particular show and us talking about him and he was you know one of the main reasons why i was able even able to get that opportunity to get to that point you know so, it was, so it was like really really whoo mm. 
So, <laughs> right. It, it was something else, you know, but um, that continued to grow and the Twit LLC folks, they loved me and wanted to have me back. And they did. They'd have me back a couple of times, you know, throughout the next couple of years. And um, <laughs> a couple months ago, I commented on a social media post from them. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember what it was, but I think I said jealous or something like that. And I get a DM like instantly. And it says, you don't have to be jealous. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, whatever. You know, and I sent that back <laughs> laughing. And they emailed back again or DM is like, no, we need to talk tomorrow. And oh, man. And I told I told my, my wife, I said, um, I think this might be real, but I don't know if they're bullshitting me, but I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> right, you don't want to accept, like, get too excited too quick. Yeah, just, just I don't know right. if Ashton Kutcher was the third person on that phone call <laughs> yeah, waiting right. to tell me I've been <laughs> right. punked, but you know, exactly. just in case. Yeah, exactly. So I told her, I said, because if this is real and they offer me a gig, I told her we're going to haul ass. You know, so I need <laughs> we're you, out. Right. I need you <laughs> yeah, to yeah. be ready. And sure enough, it it accelerated quickly, just That's... crazy quickly. Um, we talked a couple days that week. And at the same time, I was really, really busy with my IT job and I don't just up and run for my stuff. You know, if I, I, I got a job to do, I got a job to do. And I told him, I said, look, I got this going on. I got my stuff going uh-huh. on with Tech Republic. I'm really exhausted and I got vacation coming up. I really needed my vacation. And it's just it was the most hectic month that I can remember. And they was like, cool, just handle it go on vacation (laughs) you know and when you get back from vacation be prepared to come out here and hang out and that's it was it was no bullshit what a great story (laughs) so i'm watching so at one point ant tells me he goes listen i can't tell you what it is yeah right Mm -hmm. i was gonna ask when did when did you find out so he goes i can't tell you what it is but something crazy is about to happen yep and a couple of days later uh, he posts on Twitter, I officially joined the Twit Network. Yeah. And I'm, I, I remember thinking, like, you, you son was, of a you, bitch. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exa- <laughs> you, was about to, uh, you called me a son of a bitch. Cause you I called bitch. him a son of a bitch. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I, and I give him credit because, you know what, sometimes, you know, you get a little bit with your friends and you get a little sloppy. Not Ant. Ant was yeah. a soldier. He's like, nope, I am not saying a damn word. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it was between you and a friend of mine. Charlie Hoover. Charlie Hoover has said for years, ever since I made an appearance over there, you should have your own show. You should have your own show. You should be on there, blah, blah, blah. And he would tweet them constantly. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, stop doing that. You know, just (laughs) just spamming them. But he was genuinely serious about it. And and I'm, I'm really, really grateful for his support. And when the network was doing their marketing, you know, about hiring new people. They put out a tweet and was like, can you guess who our new person's going to be on such and such date? And the first person to tweet was Charlie. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's amazing. That's great. And so they that... called me and it's like, do you know this Charlie guy? Because we've seen him a lot. And he's the first person to respond to this. And I was like, yeah, I know him, but I haven't told him anything. And <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I'm sure they thought you told them, right? right. Yeah, but it yeah was... I can tell. If anyone from Twit is actually listening to this, no, Ant, I promise you, Ant didn't tell anyone. <laughs> didn't tell a soul. Didn't tell I, a soul. 
the one thing that Ant's good at, and I'll give him credit for it, Ant is like a lockbox. <laughs> like you tell him anything, goes in the vault, right? And yeah, basically. I mean, you know, it'll be Ant. It will have a little <laughs> note in his back pocket when he's buried that's and that's what you told him that's it. and it's going with him <laughs> yeah, that's just the way he is and I, awesome. I so i get to find this out and you know it's i don't by the way i don't hold it against it i'm just breaking balls oh, obviously I I but i just it's just like i find out when everyone else mm-hmm. finds out i'm like god what a mm-hmm. mother you couldn't give me two minutes ahead yeah. sir. like you could just yeah like hey go tune into twit now it's coming out now what what, what 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 do you do what do no it. but it's and now you have so now they've they've actually started a show for you yep that was that was yeah. part of the negotiation um was come Son out here and fill in on some shows here and there but they as a network wanted to have a photography based um show because we they had one so we cool. had one years ago with trey rack dp today was it though no it was um it was twip this week in photo which is now spun right. off into its own um brand gosh now i can't remember the nas the guy's name is it scott Bourne? do no, no not scott, scott Bourne. he's doing photo oh boy i can't say i used to work for scott Bourne. i should shut my mouth right now before i prove <laughs> how out how out of the loop i he am he comes in actually he photo reflections right, that's his show right he actually has popped in on the saturday show here and there um the uh ask the tech guy show on saturday oh he was so good to work for yeah. he was so good to work for i worked for him for about a year and a half mm-hmm. And I started as the, I was the producer. Well, he called me the producer. I didn't actually produce that much, oh, but I worked for the app. I worked for the Apple phone show when he couldn't, he didn't want to call it the iPhone show. Right. And we were pre-launch. We, we were post-launch and I used to do, I used to do the show notes and I would put together the best of shows for him. Nice. And it was me. That's work, it was dude. Scott. Yeah, dude, it was, it was a lot of work. I used to comb through the old shows uh. And oh, clip everything and put the episode together and just send it to him on his um, dot Mac account. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you how old I was. Oh, but we would. That's how I met Liana Lahua. Also, yeah. we used to work with Scott. Yeah. That's how. So when you when she popped up in your comments that day, I'm like, Liana, it's mm-hmm. Vinny, how are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I I was technically on Twit before you, you were so meh. essentially, <laughs> essentially. Oh, but gosh, man. that's great man i i just watching you watching you just grow and succeed and it's not so much just growing and succeeding because like people right. do that right yeah. but you're growing and succeeding doing what you love you're talking about photography and video mm-hmm. and technology and you are one of the more engaged people in that space that i've ever met and it's got to be like you know, they always, the old cliche is do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that's horse crap. You'll always right. be working and mm-hmm. it's always going to feel like work. You're just going to love it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm thinking you got to be loving life. You know, um, <laughs> I've been, uh, I'll say this. I felt this way for, it's been a long time now. I'm, I'm probably the happiest dude on the planet, Vinny. I, awesome. I, I, I really am. I'm the happiest dude on the planet and have been for a long time because I'm number one, secure myself i love me some me mm-hmm. and and I, I just don't need much to be satisfied i just just you know I, i'm i'm happy i have a good life right and now you things do. are just starting to work out even better for me so it's just i'm still just the happiest dude on the planet isn't life happy i mean I've, i think i've said this before like it's it's nice to be happy though too yeah. right like it's 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 yeah. it, it's 
builds on happiness itself. Happiness is very underrated I mean, as right. a thing, I, as a concept. I peace. Yeah. I don't. I don't wake up a gazillionaire or anything like that. I still have bills. I still have some bills hanging on me right now that I'm trying to figure out. Right. But I'm still happy. I have peace, and yeah. and I freaking love that. The only yeah. the only thing is though, even with where I am now with this this career and how it's been going for me, I'm not satisfied, and. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue to try to work at that and see if I can get to a point where I'm satisfied because I'm, I'm not satisfied yet. It's great. This opportunity is is just well beyond me. There's times I pitch myself. I still deal with being starstruck when I go into the studio, right. you know, but but at the same time, I'm still not satisfied. We officially... I hope I'm never satisfied, though. I mean, <laughs> that, that's. Here you go, Vincent. Yeah. That's going to sound cheesy, but <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, well, for me, at least, that's what keeps you going, or at least keeps me going. Yeah. And, and, I figured, and it's not I, to be not happy, again. It's not to be like you're, you don't feel good about yourself or anything like that. It's just, I, I always want more. Yeah, just, the, natural, the natural state of human beings, and this is the one thing that, you know, it gets frowned upon, but it really is the natural state of human beings is to seek increase in the areas of their life that matter. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if your family matters, you want more time with your family. Right. If your relationships matter, you want more time with those people. If your job matters, you want to perform at your best level. Right. Whatever it is, if it matters to you, you spend all of your time, whether you realize it or not, you're always seeking increase. Increase is what drives humanity to be what it is there. If we were all satisfied, we would still be riding horses. The car wouldn't be invented. (laughs) Nobody would have landed on the moon, although it's debatable if anyone did Uh, throw one out there for my conspiracy (laughs) theory friends. But it's true. I mean, we, we, we really increase is the motivating factor. Doesn't make you greedy. Doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you have a, not just a drive to succeed, Mm -hmm. But a drive to do better, yeah. right? It's the fire. It's the fire that lights you. And I and we've talked about it before. I mean, that's when I found this whole avenue for myself. That that was all of a sudden. I wanted to be working, quote unquote, working on this all the time, right? And and it was so. It was just so much fire and everything about it. And and it I never got tired of it. Did I was were there times where I felt a little burnt out? Yeah, but sure. did I would I ever think about stopping no right well it's why it's why makers are and and, you know makers are a good example Mm -hmm. makers creatives are good but makers are a better Mm -hmm. example because creatives tend to be creative in an area and they're very specialized in that area but a maker a maker no totally not but a maker tends to want to they're always looking to be the best in the spaces they know or they're looking to increase the number of spaces they exist in. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I started doing, yeah. my making journey has gone from 3D printing, which I'm always mm-hmm. going to love, but it's not the passion it once was, right. to woodworking, which makes me good money, but it's still not my passion, passion to making right. jewelry, which is my not just my passion, but I mean, it's an obsession. Dude, I wake up in the morning. Out. You are cranking them out, so I can tell. I love he it. And he can't, he, the second he cranks one out, it's out the door. It's, it's out, out the door. I mean, I'm at awesome. the point now where I can't keep inventory anymore because I make something, I post it, and somebody buys it in a couple right. hours. That's awesome. Man. And I'm, it's, it's a great problem to have. I'm not, right. that's, that's not me up. complaining at all but it's you know that increase of trying to find my we all as makers and creatives try to find our niche why mm-hmm. because it's going to increase our love of what we do yeah. but you know what vincent the other thing though that you always say is 
the, the jewelry that you're making right now is is doing well, but you're always looking for that next thing, and mm-hmm. that's I think the sa- the fire that we were talking about. Right. It's not you're Good not point. sitting back and saying these are selling really well. I'm just going to ride this. You're still thinking about that next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because you know if I don't do that, I won't have a business very long. Right. You know, this will flame out, right? The, the resin pendants are still the number one thing I make, mm-hmm. but they're not going to last forever. Uh, and if I don't come up with something interesting or a new take on them or something where people see that and go, oh, I need that, right. what am I doing? I'm, I'm just buying supplies to throw in the garbage. Uh, <laughs> right? I will say one thing that, that just shows that I got lucky because by the book, I didn't do a lot of things right. Um, you're supposed to niche down your YouTube channel. I, mm. I didn't. We've talked about right. that. I'm not. I'm not sold on right. that as you an know, idea. I didn't do that. You're supposed to niche down and have your grid a certain way on Instagram. I right. didn't do that either. Me um, neither. <laughs> I, I just uh, and and I've been open about it. I try to be a. I try to be a jack of all trades, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and just put a lot of hours into it, but not necessarily be a master of anything. And I think well, that's yeah, made, I think that's perfect. made me a little more um, flexible, and it's made other opportunities come up because my title with the network is I am a host and a producer. Mm-hmm. So I, right. I I host my show. Um, I'm going to produce my show, so I'm doing all of that extra legwork. I'm not editing my show, but I'm doing the production side as far as getting all the extra data and stuff squared away and understanding that I'm probably going to be doing a little bit of writing too because the network has a blog you know so Mm -hmm. again it just it it made me a little more attractive beyond myself you know beyond my handsome face and all but of course (laughs) that's a given it made me more attractive because i I do a a couple different things i'm not just just one thing you know well and and that's the so my my mentor my human Jesus, as I jokingly have called him. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's, his big thing, his big thing is always increase your human capital, always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example of how it worked for me, right? So I had a gig. I worked in the same company for 20 years. Yeah, been 20 there. years. Pe- <laughs> people don't have 20-year jobs anymore. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. But I had the same gig for 20 years. I did various jobs, but I worked for the same company for 20 years. 16 for me. There you go. Mm-hmm. See? I'm and at 14, I, so. Okay, so we're, we're three outliers yes, talking sure. to each other. That's great. There's, yeah. there's a reason we're all in the same room right now, brother. Exactly. <laughs> but he always said that he always says that what you do is you have to increase your human capital, grow your skills, learn on the company dime, do all that. So... When he started really preaching that, I started doing mm-hmm. it. And I started learning every aspect of the company I worked for. Yeah. Everything. Everything I could absorb, I absorbed. I never once did I say that's not my job. If it's asked mm-hmm. of me, I'll learn it. Yeah. And after 20 years of working for this company, they let me go. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm screwed. Yeah. I am just unemployable because I've only worked for, you know, I worked for three or four different companies before I got this job and then same job for 20 yeah. years. Well, who's going to hire me? What am I going right. to do? Yeah, 20 years a, of different experiences though. That's the thing. So I called, I got in touch with a company I worked for at one point and they're like, hey, we don't really need a guy to do IT, but we have a couple other things that you seem to know how to do yeah. now. Um, do you want to come in and we'll talk? And I went in and I talked and I 
four days I was unemployed. Yeah. I went back yeah, to work. That's awesome. I was back to work a week after losing my job <laughs> because, because I increased my human capital to the mm-hmm. point where I was, I had taken all these skills and all that free knowledge and just learned it. Right. Like it's there. It is, there's so much out there and people just aren't taking advantage. I mean, you can, you can sit on Skillshare mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and learn anything. The, the yep. key is you were hungry. Right. You know, and, yeah. And I, I joke with and my, open. I joke with my family a lot. Um, and this is just a inside joke kind of thing. But when when there's when there's time to make a sandwich, I will go downstairs and make a sandwich. I don't care what the bread is. I'll make a sandwich. But when, whenever <laughs> my family goes to make a sandwich, they will not eat the end pieces. <laughs> They're not hungry and enough. I, and I have told them, I was like, y'all have not been hungry enough. To, to just right. that's yeah. why y'all were picking over that you've not been hungry enough me on the mm-hmm. other hand I have and yeah and I don't think I've shared this with you Vinny but you talking about your career it, it reminded me um back in the year 2001 I was homeless for about three almost four months wow and four months and I was living in my car and I had this little little job as a busboy slash waitress at a local steakhouse. So I would go there and try to make as much money as I could. And when I could scrap up enough money, I would get a hotel room there in town at a little cheap little hotel. So I'd have somewhere nice to sleep in a shower or I would go to the truck stops and beg for a shower, get a shower, sleep in my car, get up, go to work. Or get up and try to go find a job and put in applications Jeez. and things like that. And that went on for, oh. it was a little over three months and before I got the job where I ended up being there for 16 years. I got that wow. job, didn't have any experience, none whatsoever. It was for a, it was called a payroll technician. And basically you're doing data entry and doing a little bit of analysis as far as handling payroll for different companies across the country. And I got the interview. The interview went okay. The first one did. So I moved on to the second interview. Went to the second interview. I had no idea it was with one of their vice vice presidents. And the vice president, of course, is going to ask you tougher questions and, you know, have a little bit more scrutiny on things. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and looked at my little quote unquote resume (laughs) (laughs) and she was like um mr pruitt i i just don't know i don't even know how you made it this far that kind of thing (laughs) you know and she was frank she wasn't rude about it but she i get where she was coming from right and i told her i said miss pam i'm not gonna say her last name miss pam you have no idea how hungry i am um Mm -hmm. i i will take this job i will learn it and, and just take it to the next level. Just I'm just begging for a chance. And I said, begging for a chance. And I remember the look on her face. And she looked at me like I was a damn fool. But at the same time, I was genuine. I was hungry. Right. I'd been homeless. I was already on the bottom. I was still happy, but I wasn't nowhere near where I wanted to be professionally and as a human being, if you will. And she called me back two days later and offered me the job and I took the job, had a lot to learn because I didn't know what to, what I was doing. Fortunately, I knew how to type. I could 
speak semi-eloquently if I needed to. So that got me by. And that second year, I was the employee of the year. Damn. You know, and then Same. it just kept just kept going on from there on up 16 years later. 16 years you know so hunger is a lot of this stuff and yeah. i still have that same hunger right now with my with my creative stuff you know it, it's mm-hmm. four hours of sleep is plenty for me because i'm hungry enough to go and do the work for the other things that i wanted and i just wish is- more people would understand that's part of the process people look at the likes of mkbhd casey neistat you know, or mm-hmm. or in your case, Bob, and just assume, <laughs> you know, they just assume that this their, their success was just a, a, a year in the making or two years in right. the making. There is no way their their success was a year or two in the making. It was a long freaking journey, a yep. lot of hours, a lot of screwing up. But it, but at the bottom line, they were they were all hungry. I just finished. I just finished the book uh, Craftsman's Legacy by Eric Gorgeous. And one of the things he talks about in the final chapter, he compares... Spoiler. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a drama. We're good. Um, but he says at the end of the book in the last chapter, and it's, it really resonated for me. It's stuck in my head, and it's something that it's just kind of rattling around. Like, I'm trying to formulate thoughts about it, but it just hit me in a certain way. Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, the one thing you see, you know, if you go out there now and you think about who's famous, let's, you know, use athletes as an example, right? Mm-hmm. You go out and you see some famous athlete who's at the top of their game and you go, man, this guy's amazing. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how he got there. And, you know, you, you see them at the peak, right? He said, but what you don't see is that for the prior 15, 20, 25 years, it's just been a grind right. and work and work and they work so hard and you put all that work in, what you're seeing isn't the work going in you're seeing the end result afterwards right. you're seeing the yeah. you're seeing the payoff totally. from all the work and you know and you're for me you're a good example because i've seen both sides mm-hmm. i've been lucky enough i've been on this ride with yep. you that's for awesome. a long time yeah. and, and i've gotten one. to see pretty close to day one pretty much pretty <laughs> much amazing. day one and i've gotten to see you put in the work and get the payoff and i i'm not i'm not dumb enough to think and you know no knock to twit but i'm not dumb enough to think that you're going oh i'm at twit i can stop oh, now no. oh definitely not <laughs> no until until your office until you take leo's name off that yeah. office and put your name on it that's probably where you want to be i because that's just how you are you're just that guy and i just i never really liked those kind of people until I started to become yeah. one. And now I just want to be around those people. Right. Like, I want to be around hustlers. I want to be around people that put in the yeah. work. I want to be around people that get up at 6.30, go out for a run, come home, run their, run their day job, their, yeah. their, their side hustle, whatever. Then they eat breakfast, take a shower, and they actually go to their day job. Well, you know, like, Vince, I think I always looked at those people, I think, before I knew better. And thought that they were like cutthroat people that were just, you know, bad people. They throw other people under the bus. Uh huh. That's different. Like, I don't want to, I would never want to be, that's not who these people are. That's not who you are. You know, it's, these are people putting in the work. But I think that was my perception was that they, yeah, either, either they got it handed to them or they were, were, Chopping legs like off of weirdos. other people and putting other people down yeah. to advance themselves. And, see, that's a and, and there are that. There is that. But 
it's there's also people that actually just put the work in and, and mm-hmm. deserve it. The problem is those people are getting that recognition as cutthroat when there's a large percentage of them that are also trying to take someone else with them. Yeah. 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 I, I know. I know a lot of people who are just as big on dragging everybody behind them and yeah. helping them. You right. know, like, hey, I'm succeeding. You're going to come succeed right. with me. Let's, Let's go. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. And it, this is one of the reasons where this is one of the reasons why I have a certain set of I have a certain set of skills, mm-hmm. but I have a certain set of skills and I have no problem. I will teach anyone that wants to learn them any of the skills that I have because I didn't learn them in a vacuum. Right. Right. right? And it's it's useless to hold on to a skill and die knowing something. It's useless. Well, and you're and again, not going to actually protect anything because someone no, else is going to figure out a way exactly. to learn those skills. Like, and, you know, I'll go back to Eric Gorgeous again because this book really just hits... Uh, if you're a maker or a creative in any form, that book will just blow your mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, I still got but it. he always... He talks so much about legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, people think that the legacy is the thing they made. Yeah. Well, the thing you made is part of it. Mm-hmm. But the people you teach to make the things that you make... That's your legacy. Yep. When this, when 100%. the craft, the trade, the skill, the thing you know, the inspiration that you provide yes, to the world, all of that. Yes, all of it. When that moves down to another generation, that, that, mm-hmm. and more than anything else, that is your legacy. There's, yeah. there's been a and quote it, that you've mentioned the last couple of weeks. I can't remember who it was from, from Mr. Bob, but the whole idea of working with someone that's your equal. Oh, yes, the, the yeah. plus minus equals Frank Shamrock. Equal, that's great. That, that's, yeah. When, when you said that, I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, they, they just read my life. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's it, how yeah. it is. And it is one of the, my, yeah. It's, it's become, it's, you know, I have a couple of quotes that I'm not a quote loving guy. I'm not one of those. I have a, I don't have a wall of quotes that I use <laughs> for motivation. I don't sit in front of my mirror every morning and do that. I do have you a know. wall of quotes, but I'm not going to judge you. They're, they're my own quotes, though. But so does <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Modesty. He's got his. Own, it's like a, I, got, I got quotes, but they're my. mine. <laughs> but it's you know there are certain things that you know you just you, resonate. you they resonate for you and they stick. Yeah. Well, and it's some, funny. I I mean when I listen back to the first time you said that, and yes, I do lis- listen to our own podcast. I do um, too. Yep. No shame. <laughs> um, but. When I listened back to that, it hit me that like I it hit me that when you said it on the show when we were recording, but it hit me. I remember where I was on my drive home, and it just like that makes so much sense. That's such a good mm-hmm. quote, and it's such a good way to th- go about life and sharing skills. Mm-hmm. I think you, you're never going to get better hanging out with people that aren't there. Right. Again, Jason. St- I swear to God, I should just <laughs> I should just make a get out a scroll and just have the Jason Stapleton lesson of the week. <sighs> anyway, but it's true. I mean, it's you don't learn. You don't mm-hmm. learn if you're in a room. He always says if you're in a if you're the richest person in a room, you're in the wrong right. room. Right. Get yep. into a better room because <laughs> you're never going to get better being with people beneath you. I agree. Right. That doesn't mean you don't teach the people beneath you, but you're not going to improve. I agree. Right. You know, and it's not just about growing the people under you. I hate saying under because it sounds bad, but it is kind of the thinking, right? No, you're not going to you're not going to get the people on the le- on the rung lower than you better and make yourself better by hanging out with them. You also have to simultaneously grow your own, you know, connections, your network. Yep who you're learning from. If you want to be a millionaire, you can't be in a room with thousandaires. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you know, I even remember it like, so when I was getting started on Instagram, I mean, I, and I had no followers or the people, there's a few people that at the time 
were had huge followings compared to me. Yeah. And I remember those people that that one followed me back, right? Mm-hmm. And commented on my posts, gave me encouragement. Mm-hmm. And and if I asked them a question, they gave me legitimate advice. All those things. And the few of them, I've again, who cares about the numbers? But I've surpassed in numbers. Some of them. But you know what? I remember all of them, and now I'm promoting them. Like it's right. so. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you shouldn't get hung up over I'm bigger than anyone else because no. you know what? That person that you're bigger than is going to be bigger than you someday. And, everyone, and that's a healthy thing to remember. I think. Everyone you pass on the way up is everyone you pass on the way it's, down. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. just so that's just life, you know. Exactly. So we are about an hour 10 in, so um, we usually wrap it about an hour 20. I can't believe this went the fastest. I, I thought this was going to be like a three-hour because we kept going. I mean, it feels. I, I mean, well, Ant, no, and I have, no. Ant and I have a running joke. We, we did it with um, Dave Swiduck at Adventures in Creativity that we could do a seven-hour podcast. Yes, this is true. <laughs> and we, we did like two hours on Adventures in Creativity that mm. time, which was kind of fun. Um, which actually, fun fact, Ant and I have known each other, I don't know, let's say 15 years. Yeah. Well, Ant and I talked for the first time a year That's ago. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like in, in person, person, you mean? On, or on like a podcast. On, like, like, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's great. We've never actually spoke. I mean, obviously, I know his voice. He knows yeah, mine. We've right. seen each other on YouTube. That's nuts. And that was, you know. And will actually validate the fact that I did at one point have a reasonably successful YouTube he channel. He did. So, <laughs> and I blew it up because that's what I do. <laughs> he did. I blew that up. I blew up my Twitter account. I blew up everything. Started over. Well, reboot. Hey, knew, fresh start. Fresh start. You know how to light a fuse with people, too. I give you that. I did. And, <laughs> but you notice, I mean, you have to know, I don't do that anymore. Right. At all. Right. Well, it's funny. I remember, and it's interesting meeting someone that has known you longer. Because when I think it was Brandy was on, and you said something like that, yeah. the two of us who have known you for a, Very, you know, a less year. than a year, right? <laughs> yeah, we're like, what? No way. You, you were an angry guy. No yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and and I've said it. I've said it a lot, and I actually, you know, I realized I didn't mention it last week, but. I, you know, it's trite, it's corny. I don't care, call it what you want, but cancer changed my life. Oh, it no changed doubt. the way I look How at life. I mean, yeah, that's... It, it changed the way I think about everything. Everything. There's not a single thing that I think about the same right. way that I did when this all started about a year mm-hmm. ago. But it could change your life in other ways, too. Like, I mean, you, it went the positive way yeah, for you, so right? It so did. It totally went the positive way. A, funk. a lot of people were going to right. a funk. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you chose One of my friends opposite. died. Yeah. One of my friends died. I mean, you know, it's it's real, you right, know. Right. And I, you, you forget in the heat of it that it's real. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, for me, it was always I'm going to approach this like anything else. I'm going to face it head on. I'm going to do it with a smile on my mm-hmm. face. And in the in the worst parts of it, when I was at my lowest, there was always somebody there to give me some encouragement and tell me that. It, you know, yeah, it's not okay now. I'm not going to blow sunshine off your ass. It's not okay now, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be okay. Right, right. And you're going to put. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You have the strength to do it. You just have to believe that you can do it, and then actually put in the work to get it done. And I didn't even mention it last week, and I realized after we we're done. But <laughs> I'm cancer free right That's now. What's up. I know. I, yeah, That's you didn't announce up. it, did you? I can't believe I didn't mention it. And we realized when we hung up, I'm like, ah, we'll talk about it next week. But yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the that's my big news, guys. No more awesome chemo. No more chemo at all. I'm clean. I'm and I'm not gonna s- swear, Vincent, but <laughs> blank cancer, right? <laughs> exactly. Blank cancer. 
I, it was it was so emotional. It was funny because when I when they called me and gave me the yeah. news, they called he go the nurse I spoke to, who's one of the one of the chemo nurses. She goes, Vincent, I have really good news. Your CAT scan came back clean. Uh, we have no further metastasis now. For those of you listening with any kind of medical knowledge, that has two meanings. That could mean it is gone, or it is still there, but it hasn't spread. Mm. Yeah, exa- so is that why you're like, I don't, I, and, well, I don't I know can, exactly what it means yet? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I remember yeah. telling, I remember telling yeah. you, I'm like, yeah. well, I got my results from my CAT scan. And you're like, well, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they mean. <laughs> right. The only way I knew was later in the afternoon, the receptionist called me back and she goes, I'm very upset that I'm not going to get to see you for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I've never it's been over. so excited to not yeah. see someone. Right? Exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so no That's more awesome. chemo, the fog of chemo that caused a one month hiatus on the mm-hmm. show and a couple of, oh man, I listened back to one of them. It was just so bad. It's so funny that you say that though. Cause I, I don't th- like you're, everyone is this way, but you're your own worst critic. Cause I thought you still sounded amazing. But. I know, I know when I'm off Yeah, and I was off, really off. And I could tell, you know, as my wife pointed out and she is 100% correct when we came back she said it was like you were shot out of a cannon mm-hmm. when that first episode yeah, came right, back right. so yeah so that's the big news guys we're going to do um, I think we're going to do a little bit of uh, thing of the week and I'm going to let our guest go first <laughs> because that's polite oh, look at you <laughs> I try who, who are you trying to fool I know who you really are <laughs> that's true you probably know better than anybody who I really am don't tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my thing of the week, and for the folks that have watched twit.tv, I've mentioned this previously and recently, but it deserves being mentioned, in, mentioned again. And it is a coffee roasting company that goes by the name of Enderly Coffee. That's Echo Nancy Delta, Echo Delta, uh, Echo, you know, Enderly with uh, two <laughs> E's on the end, Enderly Coffee. The significance behind Enderly Coffee is they are right there where I used to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And no, they're not right there in the banking district or anything like that. They are in the middle of the freaking hood. The middle of the freaking hood. Who in the hood drinks coffee? No, no. Hey, that that is is a valid question, Vinny. That is a valid question. Okay, so let me ask the both of you guys because... Okay. I'm, I'm going to assume that both of y'all know I'm a black dude, just just for kicks and no. I'm just going to assume. Wait, no, 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 come on. Well, we don't let that. We don't let those people no, on this show. Hurt. What the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, but so so let, let me ask you guys this: If you go out to to get coffee, you go to your Starbucks, mm. or you just go to your local coffee house because you don't want to support Starbucks, and you have a barista in there, that mm-hmm. barista probably looks like you, some. No occasion. No. Sorry, man. (laughs) I swear to you. I swear to you. I go to three Starbucks on a regular basis. And I swear to you, I am not just saying this. I would say more than 70% are some form of a person of color. Outstanding. I never see that. Yeah, it's. I, it's funny because I think that's probably a northeastern mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I was saying. I mean, I don't think it's quite as dramatic, but I'd say it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, it's it. it's way better up here than it is that's, down there, from what I understand. That's because it's there's yeah. never any of them in the south, anybody of color in the south, and I've wow. frequent, 
a, a handful of, of coffee houses there and I ended up settling on these two. But the difference with Enderly, Enderly went into the hood and said, you know what, we want to not only have our coffee roasting here, but we want to do a full coffee house and we want to bring jobs to people right here Love in it. this area. Awesome. So when you go in there, you're going to have a barista that that's just a black dude, you know, and not only that. They gave these folks jobs, but they also put other money into the community as far as having little scholarship funds and helping kids go to That's college and, and providing beans for the other roast, um, other coffee houses in the area and doing other charitable work. I mean, they are constantly giving back to the community. Their slogan is coffee first, people always. That's awesome. And they, so how big are they? They're, I they're mean, small. They're, they're small. They yeah. just, they've only been in Charlotte a handful of years, maybe 10 years. Not that okay. long. But they're, um, they really do talk the talk and walk the walk. And I, I've, been, I've been hooked on them for, for a long time. And even though I moved out here, I will order my beans from EnderlyCoffee.com just because I know they're taking that, that money. And yeah, they'll put some in their bank account, but they're also turning right around and giving somebody else an opportunity right there in the hood that oh. normally wouldn't have an opportunity. Uh, I'm looking. This is going right in now. the show notes, right, Vincent? Yes, this is definitely going. In fact, I'm looking at their beans right now, and I'm like, Ugh! and I already have a trade subscription. And I now dropped I'm like, my trade mm-hmm. subscription. I used to have a trade, <laughs> but I decided to just stick with Enderly. Because number mm. one, I was right there. I could just drive and go get them and get them fresh right there. But right. Heck, I've ordered out here, and the ones that was delivered to me was only two days old, so I'm still getting fresh. Oh, that's yeah, that's <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. That's that's awesome. That's that's an awesome. Co- I love. I'm not big on companies that talk like about social responsibility yeah. and stuff. I'm, but I love me a company that'll go into a neighborhood where others yep. won't because, you know, I, I mean, I'm a Starbucks yeah. guy. This is not me ragging on Starbucks. However, they talk about the black community yeah. and there is no Starbucks in black no, neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I lived in a neighborhood that was a borderline black neighborhood right. and they didn't have a Starbucks until right after I moved out of it. Wow. And I lived there for, I lived there for 15 12 to 15 wow, years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate a company that'll put their money where mm-hmm. their mouth is, literally. Right. And this is, this is good. This is good. That's a good, that's if a good one. Look, at their, that's good look one. at their, our team. And that, get, that mm-hmm. gives you a sense of the people you're working with. Just look at that page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their company website is a bunch of their baby pictures. I just love I love that Markel Markel has his stage name under his photo like he has a stage name that's awesome I love it I freaking love it but they're good people Uh, high school yearbook quote don't be good be great after government cheese we eat (laughs) (laughs) this this, this is great these these quotes this is great right there Ryan that's that's the friend Mm -hmm. of mine that introduced me to Enderly um he doesn't work there as much anymore but ryan is also a guy he works for a foundation there that's called all the right moves and again it's all about giving back to the community and giving all these kids opportunities there's been every single year there's been a couple kids that's had the opportunity to go to college because of their foundation um last year i believe it was last year when the nba all-star game was there in charlotte 
mm-hmm. don't know if you all knew this, but LeBron James had a contest going on. And, no, I didn't and he ended up, you know, wanting to fund some charity, like $200,000. Ryan wow. heard about this contest and put everything in place and his foundation won. So LeBron James gave wow. them, you know, like $200,000 for the foundation, Jesus. you know, that because awesome. he put in the work. To, to you know to make it happen. Well, again, put in the work, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, Enderly, if you wanna you wanna sponsor the show, we will <laughs> happily have you as yeah, a sponsor, yeah. and we'll give you a very yeah. good rate to get your message out That's there. Because right. I I would love to support a company yeah. like that. I I fiend for companies yeah. like this. Well, and it's so hard to find ones that are legit too. I feel like this day and age. So, it's yep. <laughs> this is these guys. This is legit. Awesome. I like this. Good one, Ann. Thank you very much. Okay, Ethan, top that. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting him go first. Um, <laughs> Tough act to follow. Yeah, go exactly. for it. Um, all right. I think for this week's thing of the week, I might have to go with uh, Clemson football. Uh, because what? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I'm kidding. Well, last I'm... week you end with potty mouth. This week you end with Clemson, which, which is, is worse, potty though. mouth. Which, which is worse. Oh. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have to bleep that, too. <laughs> Christ. Uh, now, my thing of the week, um, and we've probably talked about them, or you've talked about them at least before, um, but one of the guys from uh, the We Built a Thing podcast, uh, Drew of Fisher Shop, Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his videos are great. I lo- love his channel, YouTube channel. Uh, he does great things. I one of my favorite recent ones are is the trebu- uh, trebuchet. Have you seen that one? Yep. The so I like that he did it two ways too. Yeah, that two ways awesome. exactly. So he, I think he's great. But the reason he's the thing of the week for me this week was last week he put out like a blooper reel. Did you uh-huh. see it? I didn't get to watch it yet. But I saw, oh. the thumbnail is just epic. You gotta watch it. The like, thumbnail's epic. It's just so perfectly witty funny self-deprecating it's just a really really funny video and it just i I don't know i just i cracked up the entire time and i watched the entire thing which is sometimes you know i don't watch the whole thing and it it just had me the whole time and i was like literally i was writing down quotes because i wanted to make a funny comment i don't know if you ever done that i do that sometimes i'm like no you yeah so i'm like listening and i something funny (laughs) i write it down and i had like a, a whole page of like quotes that i wanted to like make in the comments and i don't think i Ended up doing anything funny, but uh, but no, he's a great guy, uh, great channel. Um, but that video in particular just goes to show you the humor and the fact that he doesn't take himself too seriously, and I like that a lot. So I love I love at the end of his videos his his um, blooper reels at the yeah, end, and yeah. it's always him hurting himself, which yeah. is just well, just it's so like funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta watch it. It's actually in the queue. Oh um, I'm gonna have to check it out. That's and he's got one. so many amazing T-shirts waiting in from that video like he could he could he could start a whole merch line just from quotes from the video so anyways that's and, my and, quote and he, thing you know week. what i love about him you know what i love about him he is like a hardcore christian yep he is like um the most mellow conservative jesus loving type guy and then he's just this really funny, funny dude. And he swears like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, like he's got a bit of a potty mouth. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I also like that he's he's definitely got a little uh, OCD about things too. Mm-hmm. And so I love when he like when when one of the other two guys does something that drives him nuts, and you know that it's like 
I, like I've seen, I watched something, uh, one of Bruce's videos. I'm like, this is coming up in the podcast because it's going to drive <laughs> Drew absolutely insane. And it does. Almost every time it does. So, Or he'll just, he'll just mildly scold someone. Mm-hmm. Like, Drew, do you want to? No. <laughs> just no. Nope. He's not even playing that game today. Yeah. Exactly, Drew's, exactly. Drew's a good one. We yeah. actually, we've already had one third of the We Built a Thing, We Built a Thing team on the show. We have uh, two more that we need to get on. So Yeah. I think they'd uh, be good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either channel? Mark or Drew. Did they have a, did he have YouTube channel? I thought he. Um, he has one. It's Fisher's Shop, and then the the podcast is called We Built a Thing, and it's a very very good podcast. Yeah, it, it is. It's a. That's it's a just, bonus pick, by the way. Yeah, the We Built exactly. a Thing podcast. Yeah. Shout out, guys! Shout out. Because boy, they gave us a plug and a half when we started. The, well, when I started this. <laughs> Because it wasn't always me and Ethan. Yeah. But after Bruce was on that next episode, he um, he Bruce gave a really nice plug That's to the awesome. show, and I think it actually helped get us some recognition. Awesome. You know so, what we might we should think about at some point too, and, and and if I can convince you to come to WorkbenchCon, I didn't mention it all episode, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> but if I do, we should do like a joint podcast. I think that'd be a fun thing to do. I somewhere. would love to, except here's the problem. Yeah. I've that, been that trying to figure out the work? mechanics, right? Cast will only let you have oh, a host and three guests. Yeah, they have three hosts. Right. So, so unless I could get them, here. unless we can get two of them in the same room and on a mixer, which we could, maybe well, we, we can figure live. Out. We might be able to. We might be able to. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to work that yeah, out. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can there's figure. There's a couple different streaming options out there, by the way. What do I know? I'm not a tech guy. I'm I think it'd be fun, though. I think it'd be a fun. <laughs> Yeah. Do but we know anyone that knows I'm anything not about a tech guy either, dude. Uh, I just work. Who knows anything about I podcasting? I don't know anything about that crap. Oh, All um, right, Vincent, what's your pick thing of the week? My pick of the week is the most generic white suburban pick because Ant went into the <laughs> hood. Mm-hmm. So I'm going way the hell out of the hood. And I'm going to pick, and guys, I'm a white dude. I live in suburban New York. Okay. And I am going to pick. Whole Foods. <laughs> I know. Why Whole Foods? Because this weekend, for the first time since Amazon bought them, I was in a Whole Foods. I was in two of them, actually, looking for a very specific thing. We're talking thing. privilege here, folks. Oh, hell yes. Hell yeah. Dude, they were like, hold on, hold on, part the ways the white guy is coming in. Um and no, but I did not know how much. So one of the things Amazon did when they bought Whole Foods was they promised they were going to lower the prices because Whole Foods prices were stupid. Yeah, they weren't just mm-hmm. ridiculous. They were just stupid. There was no reason for the prices to be where they were on 90% of the stuff. It literally well, would be about twice the grocery bill every time. And I'm right. talking like right. stuff that I know for a fact from tasting. Mm-hmm. I could get at Trader Joe's for like mm-hmm. one third yeah, the no price. Doubt. Right. So, and on Trader Joe's, you know, Trader Joe's is just as crunchy, but not as organic. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I went in there and we bought some stuff. And as I was walking around, I'm looking at the price on stuff and I'm starting to see the impact that Amazon has had on Whole Foods as far as the pricing goes. It's dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, you could shop in Whole Foods for what you could shop at like an upscale supermarket yep. now. Mm-hmm. And it is just... I would say if you haven't been in one in a long time because you know it as Whole Paycheck, (laughs) you might want to pop into a Whole Foods because I am totally all about going back there more often now. And they're now an option. They weren't an option for me before. I was not going to spend that on groceries. Like I said, I shop at Trader Joe's. I like the one in Reston, Virginia here recently because we had an office there at my old job. And whatever that little buffet line 
Oh, the, the food bar. is so oh good. Gosh, man. <laughs> it is yeah. so good. I, I, so I work from home Mondays and Fridays, and we have a Whole Foods about two minutes from our, our yeah. house. And I literally go there for lunch it's Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. Ethan, have you had the mochi? No. Ethan. What? <laughs> have the mochi. Okay. All right. Have Friday. the mochi. Friday it is. Have the mochi. So Beth and I were, you know, one of the things, we saw it by the register, and I'm like, I really want that. And she's like, yeah, me too. We got four <laughs> flavors. We got the red velvet, which was meh. It was okay. The blueberry, which she freaked out about. She absolutely loved. The strawberry, which is quite possibly one of the greatest things I've ever tasted. So strawberry, all right. And the, the, right. And the mocha, the mocha, mocha, oh, whatever. It's a coffee flavor. I think it's mocha espresso or okay. all four of them. The red velvet wasn't great, but it was nothing, there was nothing wrong with it. But man, the other three flavors, mm. Mm. <laughs> it is, if you've never had mochi, it's an interesting experience to begin with. It's a different um, texture, right? I mean, it's a really odd texture yeah. surrounding ice cream. It's a right. rice dough, and it kind of like a like a gummy fondant. It comes yeah, out. Yeah, like. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's right at the register. So you go in, you grab it as you're on your way out. Now, trust me, it's worth it. It's delicious. I don't think you've ever said anything more white suburban. <laughs> <laughs> I I can I I have it's, not yet begun to white. Dude, this dude said rice and fondant all in the same. <laughs> What are you gonna do? I mean, you know, and oh we, we have gosh. our differences. Clearly you know, we do, brother. Clearly, we do. <laughs> uh, you want to tell us where we can uh, find you and uh, learn more about you? And uh, you know, obviously, we can find you on Twit because you've grown much bigger than our oh, britches no, now. Not so even close, not even close. Um, My man doesn't forget his roots. Man, I love it. Uh, just um, follow me on Twitter first and foremost. I am continuing to to be active on my social media. Um, that's ant underscore Pruitt and it's the same for um, Instagram I'm doing a lot more Instagram stories because in my journey <laughs> I've learned that people like behind the scenes stuff definitely so sure I do show how would work on a photo work on a shoot what have you but now that I'm at the studio I'm trying to show a little bit more inside of the studio that people wouldn't normally that's see awesome. Because, Amazing. quite frankly, it's fascinating as shit. I, I just have to say it. Um, well, and I think I think people in our space, too, would be super fascinated yeah. by that. I don't know. Yeah, we don't usually see production on that right. scale. It's, it's, right? It is unbelievable. And don't get me wrong, gentlemen. This team is, uh, the, the company may have, what, 30 people tops? But you, you walk wow. in there and you think you're walking into NBC or something. It's just <laughs> just from the way it's run and the way the final product product looks. Um, it is really, really fascinating. It blows my mind every That's day awesome. that I go in there. So, yeah, just follow me on That's those social and be sure to check out twit.tv. We have also reopened forums for the network. So that's twit, oh, twit.community. Um, we didn't have one for a long time for obvious reasons. Oh, I know. Of all of the <laughs> oh, I know. You know. I was one of the reasons. I know. I know the whole story. Oh, this is going to be for the after show. Oh, I got to hear about gosh. this. This is going to be, yeah, this is, but it's yeah. Now, yeah, this is what. And it's going yep. really, really well. We fired it up like last week, and, and there's cool. been several thousand people in there already engaging. Wow. And it's been, it's been pretty refreshing. Pretty refreshing. That's, That's fantastic. Awesome. All right. Um, what else is? Oh, yep. Ant, oh, you ain't getting away that easy. 
What does fulfillment? <laughs> what does fulfillment mean for Aunt Pruitt? Oh wow, that's a. Why did you have to ask me the question you ask everybody else? That's a tough one, man. <laughs> I um, wanted. I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to look like I discriminate. See. Fulfillment. <laughs> fulfillment for me um, is task list is checked off with all scratch marks done. That is fulfillment. Yeah. I don't care if it is. Does that ever happen for me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. really? That's that's the only reason to Damn. put it together is to get it done. You know? Wow, I'm I'm always I'm always crossing stuff off, but I'm adding it as fast. I'm adding stuff on as fast as I'm taking stuff off, so it well, never happens. Well, for see me. now, that's see that's a whole different discussion. That's part of management. You know, be, be, be reasonable <laughs> with yourself and and know what you can and can't get done in a day, and 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 respect yourself. You know, because you still got to sleep more than four hours a night. You still gotta have your. Sure you do. still gotta have your quality time. So you you do have to, you know, be reasonable with yourself. It's nice to have these big long lists, but in the end, for some people, when they don't have things checked off, it builds up useless anxiety, and it's all their fault. Yeah, I think yeah, that, I'm that'd pretty be a good. Good. Epi- let's have Ant back, and let's. That would be a good topic. I think. <laughs> about, no, no, about but like process but, of process and and to do lists yeah. or whatever we it get, is. We get a lot of questions. Yeah. You know, that might not be a bad idea because we do get mm-hmm. a lot of questions. You know, for the amount of questions we get, but we do get a lot of questions about process and time management yeah. and scheduling they, and project management and, stuff. and like goal seeking and all those things. My, right? Yeah, um, like, my my coworkers in management they laughed at me when they saw my yellow legal pad and pen because that's dude that's the greatest task manager just, in it's the just universe what I do. they were surprised to see that that's how people still operate but that's that's what works for me you know well for everything some i do people. is digital except for my to-do list and and i don't know what it is i think it's that physical feeling of crossing yeah. something out yeah there's something satisfying about yeah. scratching a note dopamine. and then wiping right. it dopamine. out and then when you fill up a piece of paper tearing it right. out of that that right. legal pad. In fact, there's a legal pad sitting on my desk right in front of me right now. I told you there's a reason so. we're all in this room together. <laughs> we are. We are all. We are a group of outliers. That's exactly what we are, and proud of it. Yes, that's right. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Um, we're going to have all the links that we discussed in the show notes, so you can find Ant wherever he ends up. You know, when he's president of the universe, we'll have him. We'll have this episode of the podcast to remember when he was small oh, and. Boy. You know, insignificant, just like <laughs> us, Lonely. only slightly more Lonely. significant. <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. Please, if you have a moment, a review is a huge help yeah. to us. It's probably a bigger help than anything else you can do for us. Um, review the show. Share the show if you like what you hear. We put out the show every Wednesday morning, and usually Wednesday morning or Thursday morning, we put out a shareable little nugget from the show mm-hmm. so you can pass it along That's to your right. friends. So. Share the show, pass it along, tell everyone about it, write a review, because I have a feeling, and I've said this a few times, I have a feeling there's going to be a giveaway coming soon what? for people that write reviews. I, I think that's, that's going to be a thing. Don't tell the <laughs> and, and I'm not teasing, but I know you guys think this is just a teaser where we're not going to do it. No, we're going to do it, and we're not going to announce that we're doing mm. it. I'm just mm. warning you. Yep. So write the review because you're not going to be in it if you don't write the review and yes i'm bribing you okay vincent do i qualify if i write a review no but i mean you know if you want to get if you want to get the missus you know yeah all right create another apple account that's what i'll do (laughs) that's what i'll do because i've already got a review out there i not we can't do it next week but i've been remiss 
We can't do it next week because we have a guest next week. But the week after, it's probably just going to be Ethan and I. And we are going to do the podcast. We have quite a few reviews. Oh, review of the week. And I had no idea we had this many reviews. So we are going to actually read some of the reviews I like in two weeks. Because you know what? You guys take the time. We're going to give you a little recognition, a little love, and a little bit of a thank you. So that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week. Promise. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.